Welcome to Ghost Gaze, a hauntingly gay podcast. All right, welcome back to Ghost Gaze. I am Carson. And I'm Colleen. And today is our second attempt at (laughs) (laughs) Fort Mackinac. Yeah, we love those uh, technology glitches that just delete our entire recording history. Literally cannot figure out what happened. (laughs) Or where it went. (laughs) Right. So, um, you might have seen that we were recording on Colleen's birthday last time, but we are no longer doing that. So, you were not happy. (laughs) You were not birthdayed. No, now I'm just old. Yeah, now you're just old. (sighs) Colleen is 45 today. Oh my god, shut the fuck up. (laughs) I'm 27. I'm not even 30 yet. So, we're talking about Fort Mackinac today on Mackinac Island. <laughs> yes. Um, it is spoopy haunted. Colleen, do you have any info about it? Yeah, so I have many pages of notes this time around. I'm very excited about that. Um, yeah. Should I just jump right into some historical facty facts? Sure. Tell me about <laughs> Fort Mackinac. So, the fort was originally built in 1715. Mm-hmm. Um, it was used by the British and the French, and they used it for controlling, like, the trading posts and just uh, all around, like, the trading game that, that happened on the Great Lakes because it granted a lot of wealth and power to those who were in control of it. Mm-hmm. Um, a kind of cool fact that I found out that was, like, Years after the revolution, before 1812 and all of that, but, like, after the revolution, uh, in, like, 19 or 1780-ish, um, Governor, Lieutenant Governor Patrick Sinclair, which is a name, uh, constructed yes. a new limestone fort, which is the same limestone fort that stands there now, um, but it wasn't the original structure. The original structure was, like, this kind of shoddy wooden hodgepodge thing that they just kind of threw up onto some land that they stole and during the revolutionary war the british found it really difficult to defend that and i don't know i just think that that's kind of interesting yeah that is really interesting Um, well the british are lazy so (laughs) right they don't want to do the extra work to try and defend their jungle gym playground of a fort so they put up a whole bunch of fancy rocks and stones instead yeah lazy I bet they didn't even build the new structure themselves. Probably had the the French do it. I don't know. Or, you know, the again, the Native Americans whose land they were settling. Wait. So this fort was involved in three wars. It was uh, involved in the Revolutionary War. It was involved in the War of 1812. And it was involved in the Battle of Mackinac. The okay. thing that I thought was kind of interesting also about the Revolutionary War is that even though after the war was over, Americans won that land back through battle and the British still didn't relinquish claim until like 15 years after the war because they were so bitter and butthurt over losing that they were just like, no, we are not leaving. This is our home. So the British said that basically, yes, they they refused to give the fort back to the Americans, even though. We won the war. Well, I mean, I get it. We just like to take shit. So, but I mean, I get it. <laughs> you know. The other really 
I think you're going to crack up at this fact that I found. Um, so the War of 1812, the British reclaimed the fort because they, they basically stormed the fort with 200 men. And um, mm. there was only like 60 men that were occupying the fort at the time. So the British came oh. charging with like these 200 men and the commanding officer of the fort basically shat his pants and just gave up the land. (laughs) (laughs) So, hold on, it gets better. It gets better. Um, So, after the war is over, they're court-martialing Lieutenant Hanks for surrendering Mm -hmm. the fort and for being a coward. And (laughs) when they were doing this, uh, he was standing in this room, awaiting for his trial or whatever, and the British again attacked, and they attacked Fort Detroit, where they were, they shot a cannon at the building, and it cut straight through the room that Lieutenant Hanks was standing in and went right through his body and cut him in half. (laughs) You know, there has to be, like, someone watching out for everyone at this time, like, above them, you know, spiritually. And there's this one thing that's just going, no, he's going to die right now in this very specific way. Because that is not a fucking coincidence. I've always said that if I'm ever going to die, it's going to be like in a weird way like that. Like, (laughs) Have you ever heard (laughs) my theory? It's so funny that he was about to like lose his reputation, his his like his post in the military, all of his Mm -hmm. money would have been gone. His life would have been over. And the forces, the powers that be were like, oh, your life's over? Bet. Let's rip you in half with a cannon. I actually have a theory about my life. Do you want to hear it? What's your, the- what's your theory? Okay, so like, I think I was about eight years old, right? It was the middle of summer. My parents had a boat, and we docked it at the East Grand Rapids Yacht Club. And we were going to go hang out for there for the day. I think it was maybe like 4th of July or something. I don't know. But I had to go back to the boat to grab something. And then when I put my leg over into the boat, I didn't make it. And so I fell between the boat and the dock, right? Oh, um, And so they're, right? Yeah, I'm drowning, right? Trying to like get back up because it was you know um and then someone pulled me out and then brought me back but i have a theory that i actually died there and this is all just hell well that's really depressing yeah that's how i'm gonna start my memoir (laughs) carson Carson, spitting the real facts in the podcast so you got guys (laughs) All you guys thought you were living a normal life out here? Surprise! You're in Carson's own personal version of hell. Yes! That's why you're there, because I love you. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, in total, I was trying to do as like much looking into this as I could, and for some reason, do, I'm sure to the fact that it's like 200 years ago, um... Mm-hmm. They don't have an exact ledger of how many people have fought in this war or how many people died. But to my estimate, it's about 200 people over the years that this fort was operational as like a military base Mm -hmm. that have died at the fort either due to like illness or actually being in battle or dying from their injuries after the battle has been over. A lot of people have died. A lot of people have died in really horrific, tragic ways, and that's just the white people. Yep. That's kind of spooky to think about, the fact that they are just, like, there. 
You know? Yeah, I know. Right? He's always watching. Oh, I did not have another page in here. Oh. Oh. I think that's all I have on the historical side of things for right now. I'm sure I'll find more later digging <clears throat> around in these notes of mine. Yeah. And I will throw up on the Instagram some photos of our trip over there. Um, we have some really cool photos of the fort and some really cool shit in general. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll throw that up on the Insta. We're also going to throw or throw in a little picture of a map of the fort, and we're going to try and mark off each of these little haunted locations that exist within the fort that we're going to talk about. Well, now we have to do it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll do it. Don't worry. Cool. No, I'm just saying, like, we said it. It's out there. We have to do it. Yeah. Uh, should we start talking about the spookier side of things? Ooh, yes. First, I wanted to take a second and acknowledge that before we were talking about how um, people would die of, like, illnesses or complications from battle and stuff like that. Like, yeah. a lot of people died, right? Obviously. We wouldn't be At least seven there witches. dead people. <laughs> Uh, at least seven witches, yes. Um, but like we wouldn't be talking about this if there weren't dead people and there weren't hauntings. The, right. the weirdest part about it was that, like, for the times, the medical care that they had was, like, kind of banging. So when people died, it was, like, a shock to the whole fort that these people were still dying because they had such good medical care. That being said, let's talk about some dead people. Uh, I want to... <laughs> Kind of want to open up with my classic favorite type of haunting, which is the little kid hauntings. Oh, yes. Josiah and Isabel Cowles were two very young slash infant-ish children that lived uh, on the fort while their father, father, Jesus Christ, Colleen, (laughs) (laughs) while their father was stationed there. It said that they were five months old and a year old and that they contracted either TB or consumption or typhoid fever, maybe, which were like the three known illnesses that were rare, but deadly to the fort because they just didn't have the medical knowledge to to combat those. Um, So they passed away very young and it said Mm -hmm. that they have just kind of stuck around. Their spirits are still there at the fort. You can hear them kind of running around. You can hear them crying in some of the rooms, which I think is really kind of terrifying. Um, That's awful. Yeah. And it's also said that their mother, after their passing, she never recovered, which is pretty typical in ghost mother tradition, I think. Like, Whenever I hear about a haunting where the kids died very young, it's always that the mother died soon after because she just couldn't recover from the grief of losing her children. Exactly. But it said that um, you can see her kind of wandering the grounds of the fort, and also people have seen her standing over the graves of her children and weeping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would also like to point out that you know, everybody talks about how all of this, the creepy kid shit that goes on at the forts or at this fort um, has to be Josiah and Isabel because they're yeah. the like two names of children that are on record of having died at the fort. 
but there were also 13 other kids or small children or like babies that died of various horrific causes of illnesses or whatever. And they're Mm. all buried in the same cemetery. So like, who's to say really which little kid ghost is still sticking around, you know, like they all got beef to settle. They all died really young. Right? Who's to say it's not some sort <laughs> of like... Danielle's looking at me like I'm a fucking freak. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Danielle. Danielle. <laughs> we love having roommates walking in on our recording sessions. <laughs> I know, I'm sitting in the living room. <laughs> yeah, uh, I now want to talk about the guardhouse. Ooh, the um, guardhouse. Yeah, the guardhouse was the only jail on the fort until 1828. So I guess there were more Wait, later so, on. But... but the fort was built in 1715. Uh huh. So it was the only jail on the fort grounds for a hundred and almost 115 years. Yeah, and Jesus then they needed another Christ. one. Yeah, and then they needed another one. Imagine how many people they crammed in there. I know, right? Yeah. Um, I wonder, I'm, there's got to be a lot of people who have actually died in those jails, too. Oh, um, I'm assuming, yeah. Oh, you yeah. You don't go through three wars without having, like, prisoners of war. No. I know all around the guardhouse, like, it's inside. Cold spots exist all over the place, even in, like, hot weather. Uh, sorry, my cat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I know also there's like a sudden drop of temperature and no one can really explain why. If you take pictures, a lot of times you can see a couple orbs flying through. Yeah, I heard that it's like a a big hot spot for spiritual photography and feeling those good old fashioned cold spots. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, But yeah, other than that, that's really all that really happens at the guardhouse. Um, There may be some apparitions there. I'm not quite sure, but all I know is that cold spots and orbs are known to be found there one of my favorite things about these like huge historical places like this that we're talking about um is when we bring up you know cold spots in modern day houses and stuff like that you know it can easily be explained away by an open window oh the air conditioning was malfunctioning oh this happened like but there's no fucking air conditioning on the fort Fort Mackinac or there's no like open windows in that guardhouse or anything like that. There's no way yeah, to no. explain away any of those cold spots. So I think it's kind of extraordinarily spooky that they're just like, that's the hot spot for cold spots. I know. Um, give me another one, Colleen. Let's talk about Hugh Flynn and James Brown. Not, not the, uh, Musician, James Brown. Don't worry. <laughs> this will make the story so much better. <laughs> um, so Hugh Flynn and James Brown were both soldiers at the fort. And the reports that happened next, are, it was kind of complicated because about half of the people that were residing there said that it was an accident. And the other half said that uh, James Brown did it on purpose. But what had happened 
was they were in the mess hall and a gun went off and it turned out that James Brown had shot Hugh Flynn and murdered him. Um, mm-hmm. And so the people who say that he shot him on purpose had overheard the spirited discussion or an argument the day before between the two men. And so they were convinced yeah. that when he was shot, James Brown did it on purpose. And unfortunately, those people, or fortunately, depending on, I don't know, I guess we'll never know for sure if he did it on purpose or not. But um, mm-hmm. the majority of the people believe that he did. And so he was then hung in a portable gallow. And it said that he still resides around the mess hall area. And it is also said that he um, travels along the, uh, what is the path? The rifle range trail? Is that what it was called? Yes. Uh, yep, rifle range trail. Yes. Which I so walked up. Yeah, you said that. Um, it said that that's where they built or moved this, like, portable gallows whatever wherever he was hung they put it up there on the trail um because it was technically not within the fort and they didn't want to like have it be a big spectacle in the fort i guess i don't really know um anyways it's said that along that trail now people have always felt like they're being watched or like they're being followed um did you notice anything like that well, I mean, yes and no, but that's mis- mostly because there was people around us, <laughs> like, all the time, so, that's I mean, fair. like, yeah, there, if we were, when we were walking up that trail, there was a couple people behind us, um, and then they, like, merged to a different trail, but then for a while, we were just, like, walking by ourselves, and no, I honestly, if there was any sort of feeling like that, I, I felt nothing, because I was just, like, hella enjoying my day, enjoying oh, my yeah. walk. You're enjoying your day. Yeah, yeah <laughs> very much. Yeah. Um, so it's also said that along the same trail, people have felt like, you know, when you're walking with your friends and somebody gets a little bit too close with you and they accidentally step on your shoe. Yeah. So people feel like that. They feel like somebody's stepping on their shoe, but it's like on purpose. Like it's the ghost stepping on their heels on purpose just to fuck with them. Mm-hmm. Um. Or to get their attention. It's also said that people have been, like, tripped by invisible forces. Um, I don't know if this is just James Brown being a dick because he's pissed that he got caught for shooting a fellow soldier. Or if it's just him being, like, a pissy, malevolent spirit. Jesus Christ. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to say whether or not he's doing all of that shit because he's pissed that he's still here because he was guilty or he's pissed that he's still here because he was not guilty and then he was hung for no reason you Um, may never know however people do say that they feel a really strong negative energy around like that mess hall area it's just like it's dark and nasty and they just don't want to go near any of it Mm -hmm. I get that uh, I think that's everything I have on that one. Okay, Colleen. Well, if that's all you got for that one, I have another one for us, which is the Officer's Stone Quarters. Does this have to do more with haunted kid stories? Yes. Oh, of course it does. Yay, haunted children, my fave. Haunted children. We love some good yeah. ghosty kids. <laughs> so 
what it what it seems like is that they put out the the toys, you know, for people to see as they're coming through the fort and everything. Okay. And at night, yeah, and then at like at night, the 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 workers will like put them away so we can put them out tomorrow. And then when they come in the next day, the toys are spread around the ground like someone was playing with them, like a kid was playing with them. I don't like that. No, I don't either. But <laughs> at least they're not like. <laughs> murdering people they're just playing with toys i mean okay i guess that's fair you know in a forked up way they're reliving or like getting to live out the childhood that they didn't really get to have because they died really young Mm -hmm. but that's creepy and i don't care for it (laughs) again i mean this fort is just ripe with like all sorts of um kid-related deaths. And it's said yeah. that um, in the Officer Hill's apartment quarters, it said that uh, you can hear the sickly sounds of infants or small children. Um, some people believe that this is the Cowell's children because they died of a mysterious illness. I'm mm-hmm. also in the camp where it could literally be any of the kids that died at that fort. Yeah. Um, they're all buried in the cemetery that's like not that far away it's not that far of a stretch to just maybe let them have a little bit of the limelight like they don't have any names really like I don't I don't know any of their other names of the kids that died there or anything like that so give dead kids justice is I guess what I'm really getting at here (laughs) was a weird little rant that I went on (laughs) <laughs> I loved it. Let's chat about this haunted hospital. I know how much you love haunted hospitals. Mm-hmm. Everyone is sick. Everyone is dead in the hospital. Like, hospitals are creepy, and I love a good hospital story. You do. Except uh, Spring Queen Season 2. That was a travesty. <laughs> Ryan Murphy, if you're listening, get your shit together. Honestly, yeah. What the fuck, Ryan Murphy? <laughs> Please cast me. <clears throat> Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Who said that? A ghost? <laughs> it's a ghost. A new EVP. Get back <laughs> to this haunted hospital. Yes. Tell me about yes. the haunted hospital. So, many people, and I think you're going to find this, along with the, the guy that got ripped in half with the cannon, I think you're going to find this equally funny. Uh-huh. So, a lot of people say that when you walk in, you can hear, again, like the moans and the... the calls of like the sick patients and people dying of wounds and illnesses and then it has like a general overall like stale sick smell to it like you know when you go into like a nursing home or like the the end of life care areas of a hospital if you've ever had to be in there oh yeah old people smell yeah it has like a really strong old people smell to it um but the thing that really gets people is that they, they have seen apparitions of humans, but, like, it's weird and it's random. Like, there's people who have said that, said that they have seen one leg just floating in the air. Oh. <laughs> and it's kind of like the ghosts are just like, <laughs> leg. <laughs> leg. Leg. <laughs> I, just, I think it's so funny that they're like, all right. We're here, we're queer, and we're dead, so we might as well fuck with some people. 
Um, do you ever think there's that one like um, ghost who's like, you know what? I'm gonna show my butt. Just like, but <laughs> probably. I can imagine all of the other ghosts too, just be like, oh no, wait, he's gonna do it. Oh, sick, he did it, bro. Uh, we lost our fifty ghost dollars. You know, probably bet. <laughs> Ghost dollars. <laughs> I'm um, gonna start telling people that that's how I'm gonna pay them back for things. Be like, ghost sorry, <laughs> I can't get you back for dinner right now, but I can I interest you in some ghost dollars? <laughs> the new form of currency. Everything is the exact same, but it's invisible. <laughs> and they only do cash. <laughs> yeah, no credit with ghost dollars. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, ma'am, you forgot to pay. Oh no, I paid with ghost dollars, and then you run away. <laughs> Yeah, that's the hospital. <laughs> hey, Colleen. Hey, Carson. Are you interested in uh, Piper's piping? <laughs> well, pipe if you that pipe, tell me all about those piping pipers. Good. Well, if you like pipers that pipe, you should visit the North Sally Port entrance gate and wall. Well, thank God there's a wall. Thank God there's a fucking wall. Okay, so over here, um, like early in the misty mornings, in the foggy mornings, you can hear a Pied Piper. I don't know. <laughs> can hear. You can hear a little early AF in the morning. Is that the noise that they make? Is that the song that yes. they play? Yes. Um, and you can see an apparition dressed in a uniform. Um, walking up and down the walkway located on, located on the inside of the fort wall. I um, that, yes. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody really what your theory about this entrance is? <laughs> Do you remember what your theory about this, so the gate entrance is? Oh, no. So when we were talking about this last time, you kept asking me if this is the entrance to Brigadoon. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. This is the entrance to Brigadoon. <laughs> I do not condone it. <laughs> this is not the entrance to Brigadoon. There's a misty, foggy morning. A pied with piper. A pied piper. Yeah, and if they have to, if they okay, there's no bridge like in like in Brigadoon. But if, if they go through the gate, the entrance gate, boom, Brigadoon. Boom, Brigadoon. Is that how it works? <laughs> yes. Don't you know? Haven't you ever seen Brigadoon? No, actually, I've never seen Brigadoon. Good, it's terrible. Fuck Brigadoon. That's what I have heard, so I've never spent the time. Fuck Brigadoon. Yeah, fuck that. Anyway. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who do you think, or like, do you think that James Brown actually shot Hugh Flynn on purpose? Um, here's what I think. I think he did it on purpose, but said, oh, no, 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 it was just an accident. It was just an accident like that to try to get out of it. Argument. Right. Yeah, so he could kill him, but he'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I, I dropped my gun or whatever, you know. Right. Uh, That's what a lot of people, a lot of historians have said that they were they might have just been like standing post together and he could have just accidentally misfired. But I'm like, mm, that sounds mm. like a shady, flimsy defendant's argument. Like, um, what is what is the, the lawyer that like the public defender, the, like the free lawyer, the public defender? 
right? Uh, I don't know. Ask God Danny. Damn it. I, sh- I should have asked Danielle before she left for work. Um, but like a really shitty lawyer's argument over murder, yeah. you know, like, oh, you know what? He so totally didn't mean to do that. He just dropped his gun. Like, oh, okay. Everyone's just like, okay, right. No. I also don't think that if he were a spirit sticking around on the path that he was executed on, I feel like mm-hmm. if he were malevolent because he was innocent or like sticking around because he was innocent or whatever, he would be doing more to try and prove that innocence and not just fucking with the people that are walking along this path. <laughs> exactly. Like he's he's tripping people, he's stepping on their heels, he's like whispering in their ear, but he's not showing any signs of indication of where people should look or go to to try and clear his name. Right. You know, like either step it up or stop haunting, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> like I'm move so on. Get Come on. At some point. <laughs> Jesus I know. Christ. I'm gonna go into the wrong location and say the wrong shit to the wrong ghost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's okay. But then you can report on it and so it'll be fine. It'll be educational. That's an educational haunting. I think that might be it. That might be all we have on this spoopy, spoopy place. Follow us on Instagram at Ghost Gaze Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Ghost underscore Gaze. And if you have any scary stories, let us know. Email them to us at ghostgazepodcast at gmail.com. Join us next time as we discuss The Conjuring 3. Yeah, not to give it all away right at the beginning, but it's only one of my favorite historical haunting cases of all time. Yes, it's such a oh. weird case for America. It is a it is a really weird case, but yeah. historical and exciting and spooky, and that is what we love here. Yes. Should we wrap this one up before we make any more fools of ourselves? <laughs> yes. All right, friends, remember to stay safe, stay spooky out there. And if you see a ghost, who are you going to call? The ghost gaze. Yes, we did it. Yes, we did it. Okay. We did it. Hooray. Come here, I'll give you a kiss your lips. Mwah, mwah, mwah. If you're going to be a shit, you're going to sit with daddy.